0: Hello, everybody. My name is Mark Kumar. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. Today, we are going to be talking with Sean Hill. He is a LinkedIn coach, and he's going to tell you how you can utilize LinkedIn to get qualified and amazing clients who would love to have your product and service. So, Sean, please introduce yourself to my audience and tell me a little bit about yourself, and we can rock and roll.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark, for having me on. I certainly pre- uh, appreciate it and uh, happy to be on your uh, you know, podcast. Uh, hey, my name's Sean Hill. I am the LinkedIn coach and I help uh, primarily coaches, consultants and midlife career uh, changers get access to the important people that they want to have access to on LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn has recently uh, become popular again. And uh, that's because when you go to the site, people are about business, talking about business. So it's a little bit different from Facebook and Instagram uh, where people are there to kind of relax and have a good time. And it's a little bit more difficult to talk about business on those platforms. Well, on LinkedIn, that's what it's about. So that's it's a it's a business platform. But you can also show your personality as well. And, And so that's what I do. I help people optimize their LinkedIn profile. To really help them show that that great, you know, first impression, because you never get a second <clears throat> chance to make a first impression.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, how did you come about like getting onto the uh, LinkedIn bandwagon, lack of a better word? Like, oh, I want to <laughs> get on LinkedIn. And absolutely. number one, number two, I want to become a coach so other people can benefit from this
1: got gotcha, you got gotcha. you well uh i don't know if you know this guy but there's a kind of popular guy called Gary V uh and a lot of people kind of uh you know watch him uh and i listen to him very motivational a very sharp business guy really sharp guy and so one of the uh, a pla- couple of platforms he's been kind of really promoting lately is linkedin and tiktok well i couldn't get on tiktok I mean, so my for whatever reason my my phone wouldn't even let me get on it so but so I said, well, I'll I'll sell for LinkedIn, and LinkedIn was my more my flavor anyway, because you know I'm you know it's, it's more of a professional platform, not that TikTok isn't, but it's geared towards a different demographic, right. uh, and so uh, LinkedIn fit with me better. And I'm like most people who heard about you know years ago that hey, LinkedIn is a pretty cool place to be. So we wh- we do what I call show up and throw up. In other words, we show up on the site and then we throw up a profile and then we kind of leave it. And so once Gary said it was okay to kind of venture back into LinkedIn, I went back on, I started really researching how to optimize my profile because if I'm going to be there, I want to make sure that I'm being effective, right? And so I, I did all the research, I optimized my profile, and then I just started connecting with people. And then I just started seeing people whose whose profiles weren't optimized. And I said, oh, there's a gap in the marketplace there's an opportunity for me here to you know kind of do something and i always love managing and coaching people so it's kind of a natural fit for me so i got back on really full time in january of this year really kind of played around with it did a lot of studying and then in june of this uh, i'm sorry the past year 1999 i'm sorry 2019 of the past year i know it's so many yeah. years uh <laughs> i really kind of started taking more seriously Reaching out to people, saying, "Hey, you know what? I can do a free profile review for you. Give you the, you know, the tips and 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 things like that that you're doing well and things that you can do better. And If you want to work with me, you can work with me. If you want to do it yourself, you can do it yourself." And it's been going great. Awesome. So, so how did you help
0: people to say, "Well, like you, like you said, you went on there and help people help them to optimize their LinkedIn profile." So, what are the things that you recommend? people who want to optimize it. So what advice would you give them?
1: Absolutely. Well, there are three critical pieces of a profile. There's there's a lot to a profile, but there's three critical pieces of a profile. One is your profile photo. The second piece is your headline. Your headline is that. Uh, area right below your name, so that's really really critical. And the third piece is what what I call your about section. Now there are more pieces to a profile, but those are the three critical ones you have to uh, you have to hit real hard. One, your profile photo, right, because that's the people's first introduction to you. That's them first seeing you, and it really is not so relevant how you look as you know. No, you know we don't all have to be Denzel Washington or or Beyonce. You know we have to we have to look like all stars, right? But you do want to have a, a, a profile where you're looking forward, that you're smiling, that you're pleasant. You look you look like somebody that would be pleasant to uh, to uh, get a hold of or to talk to. So that's one critical piece. Another critical piece. Is the headline unlike Facebook or Instagram? Your headline is so critical because it goes with you. What do I mean by that? We call it, well, what I like to call it is a travel traveling advertisement. And so, if you post something on LinkedIn or you respond to someone's post on their post, that little piece of advertisement goes with you. So, you can absolutely plug your business on LinkedIn. And that's why I say that headline is so critical. A lot of people miss it. A lot of people don't get it. A lot of what happens is if you don't put something there for your headline, it will default so that you have something to your current job. So a lot of times you'll see director of marketing for ABC company. Well, that's fine, but it really doesn't tell who your market is. It doesn't tell what benefit you offer. It really doesn't even tell what you want the person to do. Okay, so you're a director of marketing for ABC Company. Do you want me to contact you, or you're just marketing for that company? So there's a lot of opportunity to work on the headline. So the third, and the third critical piece is your about section. That's your summary. That's the opportunity for you to tell your story. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they go third person, and so they'll say. You know, uh, Sean Hill did this and Sean Hill did that and Sean Hill did this. And the problem with that is even though this is a professional uh, site, you want to be personable. You want to be, you know, relational. And what happens is if you go third person, it would almost be like you in an interview. All of a sudden the person asks you about, well, can you tell me a little little bit about yourself? And now you start speaking in third person. Uh, that'd be kind of unselling So, so uh, that's one of the major mistakes that people make with their about section. Another mistake that they make is they make it too brief. There are a lot of different, you know, mentalities or thought processes on how quick it should be. Here's what I tell people. You have over 2000 characters, use them, but make it interesting, right? So you don't want to just put up just data. You want to make it interesting. You're telling your story. Right. And so you want to tell your story in the best fashion possible. So don't just make it so brief that people get it like that. Tell your full story, but make the first part of your story the most interesting part.
0: So can you break down for people who may not have a profile on LinkedIn? So you got your heading like right? so you said something about the 2000 characters. Which part of the section is for 2000 character?
1: So that's called the about area, you can call it, it's, it's being called the about area or the summary area. So if you really want to break down just to visualize a LinkedIn profile, we have what's called, I, I call it above the fold or our top third. At the very top you have uh, your kind of a banner area. You have your picture, you have your headline, you have your contact information. That's like a third of the profile. Then the middle third is an area where you have your about section. That's where your summary is. Then the lower third, what we call the lower third, that's where you have your education. Uh, your I'm sorry, you have your experience, you have your education, you also have what's called skills and endorsements, and then you have your recommendations. And there are some other things that you could put in there, but those are like the main areas right there. So if we look at it in thirds, you break it in thirds. So you have the top third, you have the middle third. That's why I say your your Summary is so important then you have that bottom third the reason how i like to explain to a lot of people who aren't familiar with it is if you think of the body your top third would be like your neck up right they'd be your neck up then that middle third would be from your you know the neck to about your waist and then the bottom third would be your legs and so when you don't have a good linkedin summary it's almost like you living without your heart right you don't have your hearts you have your lungs you have your stomach so if you tried to do that, you would seriously be handicapped. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> First of all, giving that, thank you for giving that analogy. You're and very so, welcome. And uh, so how do you, like, for example, your clients, what, what are some of the patterns you have seen that you realize, like, hey, this is some of the typical things that everybody does, but nobody thinks about it. So what are some of the patterns that you see that you help
1: them improve? Absolutely. Well, I think one of the, uh, the uh, most impressing needs is a good, solid headline. Your headline should be about who do you serve? It should be about what services do you provide? Just simply listing you know, keywords. So what happens is a lot of times people list keywords. So I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a public speaker. I'm this. So those are just keywords, right? And so if we think about from a sales perspective, you have features and you have benefits. So the majority of people last year did not buy a hammer because they wanted a hammer. They bought a hammer for what the hammer could do for them. So when you list just keywords, that's like a feature. What you have to do is you have to tie the feature to a benefit. Okay, you're a public speaker, but. As a client, what does that mean to me? Well, I'm a public speaker that can draw in 10,000 people or something like that. I've, I've spoken in front of 10,000 people, whatever the benefit is. And so I think as I look at a lot of profiles, that's one of the major areas is in their headline. They don't have benefits. They don't have a benefit. And they also don't speak to a specific audience. So if I just say public speaker, author, podcaster, and I'm just listing these things, for who? Are you a podcaster for uh, millennials? Are you a podcaster for uh, you know uh, mid uh, you know you know career changers? Who are you? Who is your target market? So as I talk to my clients, that's one of the biggest challenges I have them niching. What's called niching down. So I have to help them niche down to two things: one, what is the true service that you provide, and two, who is your target market that you provided for. I always know I'm in trouble. I always know a client is in trouble. When I ask them, who is your target market? They say, oh, everybody. Well, everybody can, can, you know, have my product. Everybody can know. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have to niche it down. You have to decide on a target market. And one of the ways I explain it to them is McDonald's. So McDonald's, anybody can go to McDonald's and eat, right? That's, there's no problem with that. But they target a specific demographic their demographic is people who like f- uh, fast food, people who like you know inexpensive food. So their demographic isn't the executive who wants to eat at a steakhouse. Can he go to McDonald's? Obviously, but they're not running ads to try to get him in. They're tr- trying to run ads for families. They got the Happy Meals. They got the dollar menus. Well, that's just a whole different demographic. So really talking to my clients, helping them figure out, okay, who exactly are you trying to pinpoint on LinkedIn? That's one of the biggest challenges. Also, is getting them to decide on what is it that you want to do. Because when you try to do too many things, you become nothing to anybody. So you become a jack of you know a jack, jack of water, all right? trades and master right. of none. I, I so I'm I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. It's like okay, but when I come to your profile, it's so confusing what you do. And what what happens is if you're not clear of who your target market is and what you do when you post, then your posting is confused. So let me give you an example. So let's say, for instance, one day I'm targeting people who need to lose weight because I'm a fitness trainer. So I'm targeting that. And then the next day, I'm also targeting financial services because I can do financial services, too. So one day you're talking about fitness. And then I'm attracted to you. Okay, I need to. I want to know more about fitness. Then, if the next day I come to you and you're talking about, you know, financial services, well, I don't know who you are. I, I'm, I'm confused. And so, on LinkedIn, you really have to be focused on who you are and you're and clear on your message.
0: Okay, so that that brings up a really good question: is that. When you say that you don't, you want to have a straight, clear answer of who you really are, yeah. but if somebody who has like different jobs, right, for example, one job, you could be a transportation manager, another one, you could be the president of a different department, like marketing or something, whatever, right? So in mm-hmm. that case, people who are employees, I understand from the point of view of uh, entrepreneurial life, like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, I do blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I get that. That's a straight cut flare. But have you ever had a client in which they were a regular worked in a regular nine to five job and they jump from job to job? In that case, how do you recommend them to keep their profile
1: in sync so people know who they really are? Exactly. Well, there's three reasons that people normally are on LinkedIn. One is as a business owner to get clients. That's one reason. Two as to find a job. It's, it's a good place to find a job. So you're an employee and you're trying to find a job. Three is the person who wants to build their brand in their job. They may already have a job, but they just want to be more well-known. They want to kind of build their brand. And so that's the, like the third person. So what happens is even in that area, you always have to be specific to who you are and what you do. So you have to have a specific clear message in that this is what I do for this company. This is what I want to be known for. And when you have that clarity, then your message can go out. But even as a person who's trying to build a brand who already has a job, who's an employee, if you have so many varying, varying messages, then you never really build traction with people. You never really, you know, get there with people because there's so much noise on linkedin right now you just kind of fade into the background and people never know from one post to the next what they can expect from you right
0: okay i never personally thought about it from that point of view because i thought that if you uh, have a regular nine to five job let's say you work for a company abc as a supervisor right and yes. then you go to company efg And then though that company has to, let's just say, first company, ABC, it has to do with the food industry, right? And Mm -hmm. then the second company you work for, they have to do with chemicals or pharmacy or something like that. So in in that relationship, how do you say that in one company, I was a supervisor, and in the second company, I got promoted to become a, a manager, so... can you help me understand that?
1: Yeah. See, once again, it depends on what your purpose for posting is, right? So if your purpose for posting at your second company that has to do with chemicals, what is your audience wanting? See, because here's a problem that a a lot of people have on LinkedIn. It can't be about you. Hey, as as much as, as easy as, as nice as I can say it, nobody cares about you. (laughs) They don't. So if you go on LinkedIn and say, Hey, I used to be over here and now I'm over here. Well nobody cares because they have their lives. They like so the the one keyword that I would give people about LinkedIn is useful. Is this post useful? Is this post resourceful? Can somebody use this and make their life better? If it if it becomes all about me myself and I and I do this and I'm great with this and I can do that, nobody cares. Unless you can tie that back into how that improves their life or how that helps them, if you can do that now, I care. When so, because your experience now is relatable to somewhere I want to go. But if you're only talking about, well, I used to be with Company A and now I'm with Company B, and boy, I'm glad now that I'm dealing with chemicals and I'm not can I can tell you about all this, that, and the other. Nobody cares. You won't get any likes. You won't get any engagement. It's just not going to be functional because. Nobody cares about you, the person. They care about how can you help me? What can you do for me? Why should I pay attention to you?
0: Right. And then also, I just realized that we have been talking about this post, 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 post stuff. And then some people, like when I first started, might not even know that you could actually post stuff on LinkedIn. Yes. Like some an average person thinking, hey, I can put in there what job I have and... Put my profile in there and where I work and stuff like that, and that's that. But there's an other side of it, just like Facebook. Yes. You go post as well. So can you talk about like how, how does that work in terms of yes. how what ways they can go find out? Like where do I need to put? Is it like a when you go to like a regular LinkedIn.com? normally what i used to do is i would just go in there and just update my profile only Mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about like there's a way you can post stuff in there to engage Mm -hmm. with it just like you would on in Mm -hmm. facebook until until i downloaded the app that i'm seeing on my feed like what is this i didn't even realize you could do that i was like what so can you talk a little bit about that
1: Absolutely. Well, you can do a lot more. It's, it's It used to be back in the day, it was very confusing um, how you post and how you do things like that. Uh, it's changed. It's seen so much. It has much more of a feel of a Facebook. And same thing with Facebook. There's an area where you can just post and you can upload video. You can post text posts. I think the text post has a limit of 1200 characters, not words, 1200 characters that you can uh, post that you can upload uh, pictures. Now, you can your video that you upload can only be about nine minutes, well, 10 minutes. So you don't want to upload a long video. In fact, you your videos, if you're gonna do video, you really want to upload about two minutes or less. Really a quick hit, get in and out because people on LinkedIn are very busy, and so they're not gonna sit through a you know nine-minute video like they will on, on on YouTube. So if you go on YouTube, I know I'm going there for how to. So if, if I want to know how to And how to takes nine minutes. I just have to budget nine minutes on LinkedIn. It's a little bit different because it's quick. I just want like one quick tip. Boom, boom, boom. So two minutes or less for video. So what I tell my clients is you really want to have what's called a a media mix, right? So text does very well. So on on LinkedIn, so text is like one of the other things that does well is like list. So seven ways to do this. Five ways to do that. Those work well because they're telling people how to do certain things and you're putting it out in text. So that works well. It's easy to digest, it's easy to get your mind around, and it shows your authority. So that's how you would uh, do a text, what's called a post update. Then you could throw in a video. Video is very powerful, especially for anybody that's on YouTube because only 1% of all of LinkedIn is doing video. So if you are doing video on YouTube, man, come to LinkedIn, not because you're going to get a lot of views or anything like that, but it's something different about video and seeing people, your personality will come through and people will connect with your personality and get to know you better. And so you do video, you do text. Then there's a, a what's called article. So an article is more of a long form uh, piece where you can get you can really dig into a subject on a, on a deeper basis it's probably not going to get a lot of views uh, but here's the key with the article that also builds your authority so that's why writing articles is important and so the the you know the a good mix maybe you do an article every 2 weeks you know something like that just to kind of keep it fresh you do you can do post every day so you can do a text one day you can do a video another day and things like that one of the things about video, though, is you want to have captions because a lot of times people are looking at you. Uh, I'm sorry, looking at LinkedIn either early in the morning or at lunch, so they're at work. So a lot of times, if you don't have captions, they can They may not be able to listen to it, and so they're going to bypass your video, but they can read it. And so I think so captions is really important.
0: even I never even thought about the whole caption thing. I was like, wow. Because I know by default when you put something on, on uh Facebook, especially if you're advertising or whatever, it they automatically put the caption in there. But I guess in terms of if you're doing a video, I don't do they automatically put no. the caption in there. They don't you no, have to do it they yourself. Don't.
1: So if you upload a video mm-hmm. uh and to LinkedIn, it won't have any captions now one tool that I've recently uh, started using and it's free It's called bead.io. So veed.io and you can upload your video to there uh, It'll caption it for you and then you download it and then you can upload the whole video It burns the captions in so it's not like you have to upload. Yeah, and it's free. It's free uh, What is it called? bead.io so io. V almost like video, but V Excellent. I don't get any, I don't have any affiliate with the product. I wish I did. It'll have a right. affiliate program. But uh, it's it's great. I love it. I love it because it's so easy to use. Is I'm I'm not a techie person at all. And it's easy to use, it's very user friendly. You don't have to have a lot of tech, you know, technology savvy to really get the benefit from it. So uh it, it's it's wonderful.
0: Just so i understand this right because this is like really interesting and yep. intrigues me the fact that i'm sure people who are listening to that they, they find it helpful as well it's like you just so you upload a video yes. it translates it puts a yes. caption automatically and you download that video again
1: that's right it's so you cool. upload it to v.io it processes it it translates now it, it does a pretty good job but you'll have to go in and edit certain things which I mean, which is not a big deal. You can go. It's right. real, real super, super easy. Because if, if you say leads, sometimes it thinks that's leash or lease. And so there are little things that you have to kind of go in and edit, but it down. You can upload it, download it to your desktop or wherever you want, whatever file you want to put it in and then upload it to uh, LinkedIn. and It'll already have your those captions burn in
0: that's like wow that's pretty cool so cool that is amazing is it like a a available for different languages or english because i know on certain platforms you can only do english which is limited because the artificial intelligence are growing which is great Mm -hmm. so there are some Mm -hmm. other common languages so this particular platform is there a restriction within the languages
1: now that I don't know, I've just okay. used the English version. But they give you an option of different languages. I just don't know which ones are available, and yeah. so mine defaults to English because I've chosen English. But to me, if there's options, then there must be different ones in there. You understand? Know so gotcha. it's got. So or it would just say English only or something like right. that. So right. there's just different options. Just go in and play with it. It's it's awesome.
0: Awesome. So. All right. So tell me one story. I'm sure there's multiple different stories that <laughs> when you had a client and then you work with them and they were like, okay, first of all, I don't know what I'm doing. Second of all, after you had worked with them. So what was some of those success stories? I guess what I'm getting at, that you yeah. got back from a client, you got the result and then they were happy with it. And then how did that make you feel?
1: Yeah. Well, that's uh, since I'm a natural coach, uh you know I love it. I love it when I see people improving and getting results and I'm just and you can go on my profile I'm not bragging it's just it, they're just there. I have like over 120 like recommendations from clients and people that I've worked with. Uh you know of me helping. I think one of the 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 things that I help clients with the most is helping them talk through and figure out who they're going to be on this platform? Because a lot of times they come to the platform, they have five or six different things that they want to talk about, five or six, different, six different things they want to do, five or six different markets they want to try to get into. So they just come and they're confused. And for me, as a coach, it's not me telling them; it's me asking questions. And the more I kind of dig and dig and dig and ask them questions, and then it helps them get their head around okay now i have a game plan now i have you know i have traction i have some idea about what i'm doing instead of just being over here flailing and i'm just trying to do all these different things now i have some game plan on how i'm going to go ahead i'm going to tackle this thing and i use a lot of analogies and that's just the way i process things and the way i think and for me it'd be like you showing up at a football stadium and saying okay you can play and you're like okay, but I don't have any plans. I don't have any idea of how we're gonna. I don't know if I'm a running team. I don't know if I'm a passing team. I don't. I don't know what to do. And so there's just a lot of confusion. And if you don't have an idea, a sense of who you're going to be, you're gonna send a mixed message, and nobody's gonna hear that message. And so one of the things that I do, and I help people, is niche down. Sometimes people want to go so broad. I want to do this. I want to do. I'm like, no, no, no. There's riches in niches. So if you niche down and become a specialist, you're actually going to get paid more because specialists get paid more. Generalists get paid whatever the going wage is. I, and I say, you don't want to just be regular sugar. You want to be pure cane sugar. You want to be that, that name brand. You don't want to just be Walmart or American Family, whoever the sugar is. You don't want to be that one. So when you become a premium, you get paid more. And I think there's a lot of fear in a lot of people, especially if you haven't been in business for a while. It's like, no, 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 I need the biggest group so I can get the most customers. And it's like, that's not going to work because they don't know you. It's one thing we, we don't really understand that uh, McDonald's and a lot of the famous brands have spent billions of dollars in in, in in years in developing that brand. So people know them as a brand. They don't know you. They don't know Sean Hill. They don't know Mark Martin. They don't know us. And right. so, for us to say, "I just want to grab everybody," is too broad. You're unfocused. You don't have a plan. And so, I think that's the uh, you know the excitement that I get is you know one one of my uh, customers her name was Donna Collins, and she said, you know, I was confused. I, I met with Sean. He helped me develop a plan. And now I feel so much better about it. She's going on to do really good, really good things.
0: Awesome. And one another question had you yeah. touched upon it is like something about the fear. And then I think it also yes. relates to the mindset as well. What are the common mindsets that you saw that people are like hey i can't do it and then going back to the whole generalist, and then you try to bring them like hey be very specific so for example if you are a in the fitness industry just for giggles right and yeah. then you're like hey i want to help everybody get fit right so let's just take that as an example and then you can say for more generalist which is just a fitness so how do you tell them to go in a very specific road can you give a roadmap for that
1: Absolutely. in fact, I have a, a good friend of mine who's uh, Cassandra Govin. Uh, she is the fitness queen of Chicago and what I have what I helped her do is really niche down so everybody can can lose weight and everybody can get help health, healthier. but what I what I got her to see is if you niche down to executive women who are already wanting to be healthier, you're going to get paid more one, an executive woman, an executive on the executive level, they're probably going to be able to pay you a certain income where another person wouldn't. Two, I'm not saying you can't work with men. That's not the point. But you're going to market to women. That's where you're going to. That's that's who you're going to market to. So when you niche down on that level, now your whole branding and your whole message is clear and is different. And now you can you can create messages and products specifically for that group and so fitness like you said fitness is so broad you can you can do if you want to do your keto uh, that's that's one thing if you want to do uh so many different things but you have to niche down you have to focus you you have to be certain who your message is for so i was ha- able to help her niche down to pr- executive you know executive level women in chicago because here's another thing that i tell people especially there's something about being local, right? So if, if you and I are local, we, we can talk about the same highway. We're probably experiencing the same weather. So there's a natural connection. So I always encourage people to start local and then go global. In other words, start with your city. Start with your local city. Make connections there. So for her, she's in Chicago, which is a pretty major city. She had a lot of people that she can connect with who are professional women in that city. So that may not work if you're in like a little like little town and that's not your demographic. You'd have to choose, you'd have to choose either a different demographic or you'd have to reach them online. So it doesn't mean that you couldn't still have you know a, a presence with executive women. It just means that you're probably gonna have to reach them online because they may not be there in number where you are. But I always encourage people if you can start local build that connection local and that's what's going to help you
0: oh that's a great advice and i love it so tell me where can people find you so that way if they're like listening to this they're like i love this and then <laughs> i want you sean to help me build my uh linkedin profile. So, where can they find them
1: all right. Well, you put it up there, it's right there. Uh one of my tips for my clients is always on your name. Always on your name. So I really make it easy for people to find me at shanehill.com. What that's going to do is send you directly to my LinkedIn profile, send me a connection request, we can communicate, I can help you for a limited time offering free, F R E E free, free <laughs> LinkedIn profile reviews. And because, you know, you're such a good guy, Mark, if they say hey, I saw you on Mark's show or, or I heard you maybe they say I heard you on his show, I'm getting swamped with requests because so many people want to be on LinkedIn and have their profile looking good. If they put Mark in their message to me, I'm going to move them to the front of the front of the line.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So everybody who's listening to this, make sure you put Mark, M-A-R-K, and Sean's going to definitely take care of you, put it in the top of the line. Never. And that's that's, that's amazing. And thank you so much for that. No problem. That, that's great. So what are some of the things that you do that other people might not know about it that you're like, I'm really, really good at this?
1: Yeah. Well, the thing for me is LinkedIn right now. That's the thing. Uh, Other than that, I I, I speak, I'm a public speaker. So I do a lot of, I do speaking. Uh, I'm about to kick off my podcast. And so congratulations on you with yours. So I may be reaching out to you for some, some wisdom on that. Uh, And so, you know, and and that's going to be based around midlife job seekers and helping them, you know, get into the job market. So I'm pretty, I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, because as we come into a, just a different millennium, we are gen- generation Z, we got millennials, and for our m- like mid-life uh, job, you know, kind of sometimes you get lost, right? You get lost, and so a lot of times they need that extra care, that extra help. And for a lot of them, if they've been in a lot of companies, man, it's been forever since they've done a resume, had to interview, been on LinkedIn. And so that's just a different ramp. So, I'm man, I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, connect with me, like shawneehill.com. Con- uh, that's probably going to be coming within the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. So
0: who, who will be your ideal client? So, so we're going to knit it down. So who will be the <laughs> ideal? <laughs> Let's put you on the spot. So that's who right. will be your ideal client that you would love to work with?
1: Yeah. So for that and for me right now, my ideal client is that 40-plus professional Who's either looking for a job or looking to change careers, right? And so that's who uh, I'm targeting uh, right now. Uh, it could be anywhere of the country because uh, all over, you know, we're in a a time where the employment numbers are really low, so that should be good. But a lot of people are still struggling to find a job. So finding a job is not the hard part. A lot of times, especially for those midlife career people, is finding a job that you know, they, one, they feel good about. Right. And two, that kind of fits where their experience, uh, their needs and everything like that. And many times when they transition, they're having to take a pay cut, right? Because I can get, you know, Mark who's fresh out of Stanford and he's young, good looking guy. I got him. I get what I need you for. And so, (laughs) so now they're having to compare themselves with Mark, uh, who knows about blockchain, who knows about crypto, knows about cyber security and they're having to go in and compete with you know people that they probably haven't had to compete with before so specific challenges that they're facing and really linkedin is a great resource for them because what happens is if you're just competing with mark on a one-to-one basis you're at a disadvantage probably you know maybe maybe not right you have experience over mark maybe and he has you know youth and, and and new ideas uh over so that's generally how that works but where your experience can come in is your network. Since you've been in, um, you know, the community longer, you probably have a broader network. You probably, so you have to try to use your assets to the best of your ability. So that's really where, really where I help people.
0: Okay, cool. So what's are uh, some of the advice people who are like in your, in, in your Pacific niche, right? Yeah. That you're like, oh, I need 40 plus whatever. And then What is the one advice would you give them who are listening to this particular podcast? Like, hey, if you do nothing else, if you do this one thing, that's going to help you in your LinkedIn profile business world.
1: Absolutely. You have to network. You can't, like what I like to call, show up and throw up, right? So you can't just get out there and say, well, I just need to show up on LinkedIn and throw up a profile. It doesn't work that way. I wish it did. It just doesn't work that way what you have to do is you have to get on there and you have to be super active. You need to be sending out connection requests, not to anybody and everybody, but to people who are who are your target market. So you have to be active. You have to be engaged. You have to meet and connect with people. And for some people, that's a little uncomfortable, but these are just things you have to do. If somebody lost a job, they couldn't just think that a new job would come to them just by sitting at home and and hoping that life would happen good for them. They'd have to go out. They'd have to apply. They'd have to go to career fairs. They'd have to do all these things. But here's the key is you have to build those relationships. The majority of jobs are filled by people that people already know. 80% of the jobs are filled by referrals. Hey, I know Mark. He's a great guy. Let me at least bring him in. I may have to post the job for legal requirements, right? But I already know I want him. So, yeah, send them in, I'll interview them, we'll make it look official, but we're going to hire Mark. And so you have to make sure that you have that access. You have to make sure that you're meeting people, you're connecting with people, but it can't be from a selfish point of view. It has to be that hey, how can I help you? How can I connect with you? Are there some things that I can help you with? And so that would be my one thing to say is get on LinkedIn and make those connections. Make build build those relationships.
0: So when you say build those connections, so those people yes. who may not know what a connection is per se. Yeah. So, like, just so I, I can simplify. it. So, for example, if you are on Facebook and you somebody, if you send somebody a friend request, that is similar to becoming a connection. I think that's what, in at least on Facebook world, that's what people stop. They send you a friend request, you accept it, and then you're dead. In, yes. in the sense, yes. in in, the, in, the, in a way that you don't communicate with them, you don't send them a message, right. you post them and hope for the best that uh, Facebook algorithm will somehow show your post to them. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, that guy who sent me a friend request like two months ago. Kind That's of right. <laughs> so, <laughs> as, so as far as the LinkedIn goes, so let's say I send you a connection and then we become a uh, business connection, let's just say. Then after that, what advice would you say to commun- to continue the conversation?
1: Yeah, great great question, great question, because that's what happens on LinkedIn a lot of times. I'll send you a connection request, we'll connect, and then we're just connected. We, we don't talk to each other, we don't do anything for each other, we never mention each other, so we're just kind of connected. And one of the dangers of LinkedIn is what I call chasing followers or chasing connections. It's real easy to get caught up in numbers. So, oh wow, I have 5,000 connections, I have X number of connections, or I have this many followers, but that in and of itself doesn't mean anything. I mean, it just means, it's just a number. Unless you are building relationships, that means once I send you a connection, I need to be asking about you and your business. So if I sent you a connection request, Mark, and you accept it, I'd send you a welcome message. And, you know, hey, Mark, I appreciate you accepting my uh, connection request. Hey, could you tell me a little bit about you uh, what you do? Or could you tell me a little bit about you? Or something like that. Now we have a dialogue. Now we have something going back and forth where we're building that relationship as opposed to me just sending you a connection request and we're connected and that's just the end of the situation and i can say hey, hey i know mark he's a guy he's a connection request and, and so that's where it kind of ends. so linkedin's a little bit different from uh facebook where you have like levels of connection so the first level is you and i if we're connected we're called first level connections what that means in essence is i can email you i can cue you back and forth we can send messages so that's first level connection a second level connection is somebody that you may know that's not connected to me. So now I can send that person. So the difference between those two is I can't send them a direct message. I would have to get them to, I have to send them a connection request. Now I can, once they accept, or if they accept or don't accept, now I can send them a message. But if they don't accept my request, I can't send them a direct message. And then they what's, we have what's called third level connection when that person's really not connected to you in any way, but they may have popped up on the radar because you posted on the same post. And so you can see the different levels. So the key is to build those relationships with your first levels. Then you can also connect with their second levels, where you will be their first levels, but it'd be your second level. And that's how you, you build relationships. But the key is it's not about numbers, right? So it's easy to get caught up in the number game. It's about building relationships, finding out about people and seeing how you can help them. Because if you do that enough and build those long term relationships, believe me, they'll be happy to help.
0: I don't see why not. I mean, like, that's that's a great strategy, you know. First of all, yeah. you send them a connection. Second of all, you customize it where you say, hey, how are you doing? Tell me a little bit about your business as compared to, I know, sometimes you may get it or I get it or people listen to it. They might get it on, like, when they're on the Facebook. You, somebody send you a friend request. You're like, oh, guy looks pretty decent or girl looks pretty decent. Yes. You accept the request. And next thing you know, they send you a message. Hey, I sell blah, blah, blah. Yes. And, and then blah, blah, blah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. That's what you don't want to do, right? So a lot of, it happens on LinkedIn as as well. The same difference. You'll accept that connection request. And the next message you get is this long block text message with a link in it. And I hate that just, that just, you're just dead in the water. That just does not work. I don't know who's teaching that. Unfortunately, somebody got it from somewhere and it's just, this bad marketing is what it is. It's just it's people who are just flailing and trying to do the things the best they can do. They, they're taking a shotgun approach. Let me throw throw enough out there and see what sticks, and maybe I can find somebody desperate enough that needs money enough that'll kind of latch onto this thing, and it just doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, just a very simple message of hey, uh, could you tell me about you? Can you tell me about what you do? Da da da. Just real straightforward you tell them about you and you just kind of go from there and just a real natural conversation. It wouldn't, like I said, if we went to a networking event and I came up to you, I wouldn't hand you my business card and then just what we call vomiting on people. We just, we just, you just go all in and Hey man, and you need to buy this and boy, it looks like you could use this. And you're such a great guy and I love your tie and you just just vomit on people. Right. And so (laughs) the same thing with LinkedIn, you don't want to be that guy or that gal, that the minute they get that connection request, all of a sudden here comes this block text, here comes this link, here comes how I can make twenty thousand dollars within the next thirty days, and it's just you just lose all credibility, and then people unconnect from you
0: right and then you know same something happens to, similar to that, like I'm sure you have experienced it i I know certainly I have yeah. where Somebody sent me a friend request, I accept it, and then here comes like a two-mile-long message, and then within right. at the end of the message or during the message, they have a link, click here, and that's I will right. take care of you, blah, 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 and I'm like, uh, hello, how are you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. i great, what's exactly. going on, like, okay, exactly. and then I just unfriend them, and then never heard from them, and then block them, and that's it, right, and then I'm assuming same thing will happen when you do the same thing on LinkedIn, people Absolutely. will like that, and then, you know, maybe... Tell their friends too. Hey, this guy named blah 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 sent me this. If they send it to you, then don't accept it because they're just a spammer. And then, exactly. then you have a repetition of becoming a spammer.
1: You don't exactly. And, and the thing about that is, you really have to be careful on LinkedIn because what will happen is they'll report your profile. And what will happen after a while, if you get enough negatives on your profile, they'll shut your profile down because they, you know, they don't want their people on a platform having a bad experience and if you are just connecting with people and immediately spamming them that's a bad experience for their customers and so they're going to eventually say you know what you're not welcome here anymore we're going to shut you down and that's going to be the end of it and so you really have to be careful uh, i'm not trying to make people afraid or anything like that it's nothing to be you know to fear but you don't want to be that person who is you know I, I mean, if you sell Bitcoin, great. There's nothing wrong with Bitcoin. There's nothing wrong with cryptocurrency. Who are the other ones I get a lot? This is, this is some and network marketing is fine. I have no problem with anybody in any of these. They're all great, great products. But it's the marketing that's the issue. It's the marketing that's the problem. I can almost already tell where this is going to go when I get a connection request. And I and I see that because you can see that person's little headline, right? Talked about headlines. And it says either crypto... Or Bitcoin, I kind of know what's coming next. Even if it just says, Hi, how are you? I'm like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know, I know what's coming. I you might as well just go ahead and say it. So, but uh, you know, it's just you just don't want to be that guy. You want to be a person that honestly takes interest in that person as a person. You don't want to just come off as some pitch man who's waiting to pounce on somebody.
0: And then I guess it goes back to what you said. Uh, Make sure you are a have have a clear cut what you are about and what industry specific industry you want to serve. Because as typical, right, Uh, whether it be Facebook, uh, Instagram, or LinkedIn, everybody works the same way. In the sense, for somebody sends you a request, you go check out who that person is first. That's it. And then see what they have posted and see if you resonate with what they posted. Because some people might put like a, a, a video or posting about like uh, dogs. You may not like dogs. That's right. You Then you be like, I don't resonate with that person and then delete it. Right. Yeah, Which is fine. That's perfectly fine. Because there might be other people who might resonate with you who uh, who likes dogs. Right. That's great. Yeah. So, that's, so typically you check out their profile and you check out what they post. And if you resonate with them, then you accept it rather than just accept everybody who sends it. And then you message them back. And that way you have a better communication or messaging that you're like, okay, let's continue the conversation. And speaking of conversation, so how do you, especially in LinkedIn, right? This is Mm -hmm. more business oriented. So how do you drive the conversation in which you can say, hey, Let's not talk about your grandparents or somebody else, because some people might get carried away. Right. <laughs> Let's just stick straight to the business conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just like in person. Right. So it's just, you know, it, it's okay to be personal. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, we're only talking about business that we can only talk about this and it have to be in this narrow little section. It's okay to talk about that. But what the goal is, you have to have a goal in mind. Uh, uh, is the goal to get this person a resource? Is this goal to get this person, you know, uh, on my email list, or or is this goal to help this person? So you have to have an end in mind. We call begin with the end in mind. So what is your end result trying to be? And once you have that, and you have that idea, then most of the talk of the conversation on LinkedIn is naturally about you know business. Really, not too much about the kids and the even though that's okay, you can talk about that. But it's always bringing it back around towards, hey, how can I help you in your business? Here's what I do, and so that would be my encouragement to people: is think of them first, legitimately ask them, hey, can you tell me what you can do? Can you tell me what you do? Oh, I sell cars. Okay, great, great. And uh, you know, what type of car do you sell, or what you know? And so you're really interested in them, and then you tell them what you what you do, and then you just say, hey, hey, Mark. I'm a LinkedIn coach. If you know anybody that needs a profile optimized, hey, whether it's you or somebody else, I, I'd love for you to uh, send them to me. And I appreciate that. Something that simple. It doesn't have to be glorious. It doesn't have to be fancy. Something really ca- casual and conversational. And the ideal is that you meet a lot of people and you do that for a lot of people.
0: Right. Awesome. Man, it's been a totally, and I can honestly it's, it's <laughs> been a blast. You are an amazing guy. I love the energy. I love Thank the... You, the Specific steps that you give, you know, that's amazing. And anybody who's listening to it like, wow, this is amazing. They can literally take this as a blueprint and go blast in the in the LinkedIn profile and that's that. And and once again, you know, if somebody who wants to get in touch with you, they can go to seanhill.com. Right. And then there, obviously, because you are listening to this, you'll get a special taken care <laughs> of. Hey, is the, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you would like to share with the audiences that you like, you might think that would be helpful in terms of uh, LinkedIn or anything else for that matter? Yeah. The
1: floor Absolutely. is all yours. Absolutely. I'd just like to tell everybody, just don't let LinkedIn intimidate you. Right. I know it can seem intimidating. It can be, oh, there's all these moving parts. It's not that hard. Come over there. Be an individual. Be who you are. Don't try to be Gary Vee or you know Tony Robbins or you know some motivational speaker. Find your voice because I, this is one of my my sayings that I I tell my my team and my clients is your vibe will attract your tribe. Your vibe will attract your tribe. What that means is your specific uniqueness will attract people to you because. You're specific and unique. If you try to be fake and try to try to be like other people, that's not going to attract them to you. You want to be who you are. You want to have your specific voice, and you're going to get enough people. So don't let it uh, intimidate you. The key with LinkedIn is coming over, meeting people, building relationships, and and having fun. So that's that's what I want to leave you people with. Don't let, don't overthink this thing
0: awesome that is such a great advice and before i go i just have one more question for you oh,
1: whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever
0: man that's, that's what i'm saying i love this positive attitude it's amazing whatever. right so how often because obviously if people who are going to linkedin there are business people they're busy they're, they don't have time so how, how often do you recommend to your clients that like hey yeah. you should post three times a day or three times a week or once a month or whatever the case is, what is the specific number that you recommend to your clients?
1: Absolutely. Well, what I say to my clients is, and that's why that's why I say alignment is so important. You have to have a target market because then once you're in alignment, everything else flows into place. So what I tell my people is make sure that you're posting when your target market is there. So, okay, let me give you an example. So I'm in, in the uh, Dallas area. Uh, In the United States, Dallas, Texas, United States. And so that's also, you have to remember, right, that LinkedIn, just like Facebook, just like anything else, is global. So everybody, a lot of people are in different time zones. So, but my target market is specifically, for the most part, in the US, in, you know, within Eastern to Western time zones. So the best time to post is either in the morning or, you know, when people are kind of getting in the office, they're checking LinkedIn real quick or at lunchtime whatever your lunchtime, Eastern, uh, you know, central around there when people are kind of checking in at lunch. So those are the best times you can post in the evening. Yeah, sure. You can do that. But in the evening, a lot of people on LinkedIn transition to Instagram and Facebook because they're done with their workday. They're done with thinking about things. They want to relax. And so they're really not on LinkedIn in great numbers, right? And so the best time that I would encourage somebody to post is post when your target market is on LinkedIn. If you're in India, it's going to be different for you. If you're if you're in uh, Jamaica, it's going to be different for you. That's why it's so critical that you build those connections, that people know when to expect you to start posting, and then you post at that time. Here's what I would encourage anybody to do: is you can post, you can post once a day. That's fine. You can post more, but you know, it, it, you 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 just get tired after a while because uh, you posting once a day is fine. But then here's the deal: you want people to engage with your post. That's the key. You want people to engage with your post, and then as you engage with your what they engage with the post, then you connect with them. So here's one here's a here's a super duper tip. That I usually reserve for my paying clients, but I'm going to give it to your, your audience anyway. What you want to do is as you post, you can like on like on Facebook, you can tag people. Now, I don't want you tagging a block of people that you don't know. That that doesn't work well, is it's annoying, and that's not beneficial for you. What you want to do is tag people that you're building relationships with and that you support. Right. So when they're posting, you go out, you come in on them, you're supporting them. Now, when you post, you tag them and say, hey, Mark, what are your thoughts on this? So you you talk about seven ways to make money in 10 days. Tag Mark and say, hey, Mark, what do you think about this? What are your thoughts on this? And because I have a relationship with Mark, Mark's going to comment. But if I don't have a relationship with you and I just start tagging you every time, you're going to get pretty annoyed. It's like, look. I don't even know you. Why are you tagging me on on this post? And so that's the wrong way to do it. The right way to do it is Mark's in my, right? He's in my target market. I want to build a relationship with him. I've engaged with him on his content. Now I want to tag him on mine to say, Mark, you may be interested in this. uh, This is an article about cybersecurity. I know that's one of the things that you do. You may find this interesting and be legitimate with it. I mean, don't just tag people because you want engagement, Right. Tag people because you you really think they'll find that interesting or you want to get their feedback and their comment. So that's what I would say is that's posting is fine. But what really makes that engine go, the algorithm is engagement. So you have to get engagement on your post. One of the ways, the super ninja ways to get engagement is to tag people when they're available. Doesn't, if Mark's, you know, if I'm tagging Mark at two o'clock in the morning and he's asleep, that really doesn't help me. It doesn't help Mark. It doesn't help me. So when I figure that, hey, you know, he's, he's in the East Coast. It's about uh, eight o'clock. He's probably at work, probably available. Gotta, you go ahead and tag him. He's probably scrolling through before he gets his day started. That's the key. Tag when people are available and your engagement will go up.
0: Awesome. That is a great tip, Sean. And once again, thank you so much. Like you got it, man. Thank you so much. This has been a, a pleasure and in, in educational. Anybody who's listening to, it, I'm sure you're gonna get a lot of it. Especially I got a lot of it, and I thought I knew. I thought I knew LinkedIn, but my knowledge of LinkedIn was like, hey, I go there, put my picture in there, put in my job and whatever I'm doing, and that's that. But this now is like completely takes us to a whole nother level. It's like, wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time and your busy day talking to me. And this has been a really educational, insightful, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. And thank you for having me on. It's been an honor. All right.